Hello, you are tuning into Media Soundwave. My name is Heather Cassidy, and today we are joined by the CEO of Medical Chain, Abdullah Albayeti. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. I want to know all about Medical Chain. You've got this great, great token that has now just been launched. Can you tell me how it all came about? Yeah, so um, I'm a doctor working in the NHS, uh, and I was talking to my co-founder about the problems that we have, not just in the NHS, but in terms of health in general worldwide. And one of the biggest issues we have is communication. And when I mean communication, I mean how we are transferring information from a hospital to a clinic to a family practice. And it's very frustrating for the patient because when they're having an appointment with the doctor, they automatically assume that the doctor can see all of their records and all of their blood tests. Yeah. which they can't because it's only stored on certain computer systems on certain servers. And it's very frustrating from a doctor's perspective because from my perspective, I know that information exists somewhere. It's just not within my reach. Where is it? Yeah, and sometimes you can book an appointment, a follow-up appointment, and your results might not have come back yet because they've, they've not made it to where they need to be. That's also another, exactly. another problem, isn't it's, it? It's another waste of the patient's time, a waste of the doctor's time. Um, so the idea of Medical Chain is that we've designed this platform for the storage and utilisation of electronic health records using blockchain technology and in a nutshell we want to empower the patient so that the patient always has access to their records so the common factor in any consultation is the patient you can't have a consultation if the patient's not there and if the patient's there and they've got access to their records it means their complete and single version of the truth their records will always be there as well and that way we can avoid the, the problems that you stated and all the other issues that come when records go missing or deleted or corrupted. And that's why we employ blockchain technology to avoid those kind of problems. How will it work? So the idea is that in, at the moment your medical records are stored at your GP practice, for example. And every government or legislation is different, but if we stick with the UK just for an example, even though medical chain will be global, we'll just use the UK example, you would tell your GP, I want access to my medical records. Now, within the law, within 40 days, they have to give you access to your medical records. And the idea is rather than you asking for That's them. That's a long time though, isn't it? That's a long time to wait. It's normally within 21 days, but they give them up to 40 days to, to, to help with that process. And the idea is that you, rather than you doing that, you sign our consent form and agree that we go on your behalf to go get your records. And not just from your family doctors, but from any other hospital or any other clinic you've ever visited. And once we collect those records on your behalf, we're able to put it on your platform, give you a, a login and a password, and then that's your medical records, which having a what we call an API, which is there to connect your records with the clinic's records, means it will constantly be updated and constantly being live as well. As I say, from country to country, the rules differ, but in general, that's how things that's work. That's how it works across yes. the board, generally. Brilliant, so you've got two blockchains working side by side. How does that work? So we've got two blockchain uh, systems. One is the Hyperledger Fabric, and then the other one is the Ethereum ERC20. The Hyperledger Fabric is the technology that we built our medical chain platform That's on. where my medical records would go. Exactly, and the reason we chose that is because medical records or, or health data needs an extra level of privacy than what other uh, potential data sources need. So for example, if we talk about Bitcoin, which is also blockchain technology, I can see what's in your wallet, you can see what's in my wallet. And we might know, not know each other's names, but you can go through the wallet and see the transactions that have occurred. We couldn't have that in medical data. You know, I shouldn't be able to look through your data, even though you're anonymized, and see, oh, she's gone for a so-and-so appointment, she's been given this bad news, she's got this operation coming up. So Hyperledger Fabric allows for this private network, private blockchain to occur, meaning only the people that 
should have access to that, being the patient themselves or the doctor that you've given time-limited access to will be able to see that information about you. It also gives another uh, level of granularity, which means that you as a patient, I want you to see your records in a view-only format. I don't want you adding on there you take morphine 10 times a day or any other things that you might corrupt your records with. And likewise with the doctor that has to pass our stringent criteria, that doctor will be allowed to read and write to those records. So that's the Hyperledger fabric. Okay. The ERC20 is the med token itself, so that's our currency. So that's what people have been able to buy on the pre-sale and on the ICO so far? Exactly. So med tokens are utility tokens and we are trying to create an economy in the medical chain platform. So the first step, empower the patient, let them hold on to their records and view their records. That's completely for free. So anybody who wants to have their records onto the medical chain platform... So it doesn't cost anything to do that? Doesn't cost anything to the, to the user I, to do that. Would I be able to then give... So say if my, my information's on those records, would I then be able to go to my GP, to go for a scan, to go to my chiropractor? Would all these different kinds of people be able to access it or would it only be specific specific occupations that could access this? So if you imagine you now have access to your medical chain platform, your dashboard, yes. you are free to log in on your mobile phone or a web browser and share it with anybody who sat next to you, your doctor, your chiropractor, your physiotherapist. So it won't be a system that the people, so it wouldn't be a system that my physiotherapist would need, it would be something that I'd be able to show them on my own, my own device. That's the, that's the starting point. Okay, brilliant. We want to help all health professionals come onto the medical chain platform. So not just you showing it to them, but they can access it and they can add to it. Makes sense for a continuation of care. Exactly. And the idea that not just doctors, but the easiest point for us to start with is doctors. So, for example, to onboard a doctor, again, if we stick with the UK as an example, general medical council, GMC number, up-to-date indemnity, up-to-date training, and no outstanding investigations against them. If the doctor passes all those criteria, that means the doctor not only needs you to show it to them, but they can access it as well and add to those records. And in time, we hope to go after the physiotherapists and the other health professionals, so they also have their login as well to the medical chain platform. It makes sense, though, because sometimes if I see my physio more than I see my GP, my physio knows more about what's going on with my health than my GP does. So if they were able to access my information more than just me telling them what was going on, it'd be, it'd be beneficial for everybody involved, wouldn't it? Exactly. I mean, in the, in the scenario that you talk about where those the physiotherapists doesn't have that access immediately it would require for you to log in and show them and they're sat beside you but in time we hope we can onboard all those other health professionals and that's what the challenge is and the first step we are doing is onboarding all the doctors now. I say so you'd have to have the other people involved as well though eventually down the line because not only would I be able to show my physio what had been going on but eventually we would need them to be able to add to the data of what had been happening because otherwise it's good enough for them to see what the GP's doing, but if the GP can't see what my physio's doing and what my physio thinks when they're actually doing things with me regularly, then it wouldn't work, would it, going back? It would need to be visible it, for everybody. Exactly, because we're in this, if we don't solve that problem, then we're in the same scenario where the physiotherapist, again, is keeping records on their own silo more, of information. But Exactly, and it's not being shared back with the doctor. And the whole point of the medical chain platform is that everybody who can input into the system should be... in should input into the system so that's your complete version of you rather than everybody having different versions of you from where they've seen you in their clinic or in your health journey. So your coin that we can buy a med token, 
I thought that we might have to buy that to be actually able to use this service that you've got, but what is it? what are we able to buy with that then? So the med token is there to actually interact with your records. So to have your records on the medical chain platform is completely for free. Okay. But now we've empowered the patient and you have access to your records, we want to unlock the uh, value of those records. So for a very simple example, the first one we're doing is a telemedicine application. So this is going to be an application where you can talk to a doctor via a web camera. This already exists and there's already statistics which say it's a $28 billion industry just from last year and it's set to become a $55 billion industry by 2020. It's so if you can't get in at your GP because of work. You can't get in because of work, because you need to drag a, a child out of school, because you just have a very quick question you want to ask and you know you don't need to wait two weeks to have that answered. And the idea is rather than just doing a, a webcam interface, now you have your records, you're able to give access to that doctor live during the webcam interface access to your records. So the doctor who you've never met before can see all your records and do the consultation with you. The med token in this instance will be the patient paying the doctor for that interaction. And that's what you would use it for. That's fantastic because as you say sometimes you can speak to people, you, this, these services are already available where you can speak to a doctor but it's sometimes knowledge just because somebody's had a condition for a while doesn't necessarily they will know what it means or understand it. They might just know that they have to take X amount of tablets per day for this condition, they might not know how how their different blood levels change, how their blood pressure changes, so the doctor would have access to all this information. Exactly, all the information that your regular GP would have, for example. And the idea is that, I mean, many of the patients that I see, they just have a concern and they just want it answered. And people just simply want to know, do I even need to see the doctor about this? Do I need to see them in a week? Or is this an emergency? Should I go to A&E right now? And a very simple, quick web interface Giving the doctor as much information as possible will enhance that consultation so they can give you the best answer they can. And that's one of the ways that as a user you're going to use your med tokens to pay doctors. But also as a user we want you to receive med tokens as well. And that's our second application right. that we're designing. How would, we, how would we receive tokens? So we are setting up a, a data health marketplace if you will. And the idea is that medical records are very valuable. So right now... I know I read that they actually can be worth more on the black market yes. than our credit card details. That's frightening isn't it? So they're worth up to 10 times the value of stolen credit card details. Wow. The reason behind that is if, if I was to steal your credit card details you would call your bank, stop the transactions and you'd get a new card. But if I steal your medical records, I know everything about you, I know everything about your family, and you can't change your identity, that's who you are and those are your medical problems. And if somebody wants to do fraudulent activities with those, they can already. The idea is that researchers, pharmaceutical companies, health insurance companies really do want access to your health data. The way they're doing it at the moment is going to hospitals or clinics without your knowledge or necessarily with your consent. And the idea for their perspective is cheaper for them to come directly to you as a patient and say, Heather, we're looking at somebody with your demographics and we really like to see your medical records as part of our research. Can we incentivize you and pay you with med tokens if you give us access for one week, for example? Oh, that's great, just for research purposes. Just for research purposes. I mean, we also want to do it for health insurance purposes. So the idea is if you compare it to car insurance. Car insurance right now in the UK, if you agree to a GPS box in your car, you can have your reduced rate. Because you're showing transparency. I am parking my vehicle at night at this address like I said I would. I am doing this X, I am driving as slow as I promise. <laughs> exactly. And the health insurance is the same because right now if you are being transparent you should have nothing to hide and we don't want to cause this kind of friction between health insurance and users where people think they have to be dishonest and health insurers have to track them down like they're the police. 
instead just be honest about your medical conditions, reward this person for being honest about their medical conditions, and that way they'll get a better premium and even... That helps everybody's premium because if we've not got fraudulent claims, people saying, I've got this wrong with me and this wrong with me, it helps everybody, doesn't it, because it brings the cost down. Exactly, and that's what we're trying to do, is set up this ecosystem where we are trying to encourage this transparency and reward transparency So you can well. be rewarded, but also at the same time, it will be bringing the cost down for everybody. Exactly. That's brilliant. So they're the two different apps that you are launching. When are they looking at uh, being available? So the telemedicine application will be third quarter of this year. Okay. And then hopefully just after the 2019, we'll be ready with the data health marketplace. Right, brilliant. So within the next year, really? Yes, I hope so. Oh, that's fantastic. So tell me more about the cost of how, how everything's worked with your token so far. So you've had the ICO, you've had the pre-sale. How did they go? Yeah, so thankfully we were very successful. Um, we there's been a lot, of, a lot of people looking <laughs> at it, hasn't there? There's been a lot, of, a lot of interest in our med token. So our hard cap was $24 million, which we reached. Um, so the first $20 million were in the pre-sale and we had the final $4 million go in our ICO, which was the 1st of February. Brilliant. Uh, the ICO was oversubscribed by 130 times. That's madness, isn't it? And we had nearly 50,000 applications in the first two minutes trying to get into our ICO. I've seen everybody looking in your Telegram, uh, your Telegram group, so if anybody wants to find out more about Medical Chain, they can join your Telegram group, and they will see all the questions being asked yes. there. But it's just mad how many, how much interest there has been because it is something that the market has been crying out for. Exactly. I mean, we have really tried to promote medical chain because there's a lot of blockchain companies out there. There's a lot of ICOs out there, but they don't necessarily solve real world problems. A lot of them are quite fintech based. And we think we're one of the first which has a genuine objective. Uh, we've got such a great team behind us, such a variety of specialties and specialists developers, engineers, as well as other doctors other than myself. I think that's really important, isn't it, with cryptocurrencies, who, is, who the team actually is. Exactly. And as well as the utility. And thankfully, we, we did our ICO. We're on five different exchanges now. Uh, our token price now is already above the ICO price, despite all the other things happening in the crypto market. So thankfully, we've had a, a good, strong start, and I think we'll just go from strength to strength. That's brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time today and telling us all about it. Actually, quickly, just before we let you go, what is a good thing to suss out an ICO? Because obviously we know that you guys have got this amazing utility. You've got a fantastic team behind you. But if people are actually looking at what other ICOs can we invest in and get in at this early stage at the initial coin offering, what is a good thing to suss out? I think it's important to see how, how available those people running those ICOs are. So you need to see these people, you need to hear them in an interview, you need to watch them, physically go and attend an event that they are doing because you'll really get the impression of whether these people are, are genuine people or not genuine people. The problem with ICOs is they've got such a negative, um, such a negative feeling behind them because there are a lot of scammers out there. And I think for the people that are trying to invest in ICOs, you have to realise nothing in life comes for free. You need to really do your own due diligence, look at their backgrounds, look at their tokenomics, check their telegram group, how they're responding to people, and then you can make an informed decision of, of what they're doing. Um, a lot of the ICOs that I've seen, it's not an original idea, it's not even an original name. So we've got other ICOs which are mimicking our name right now. Oh, wow. um, and you're a bit surprised why they would do that. Uh, but of course, if somebody's out They're there... They're just trying to get money and knowing that so many people are interested in your token, maybe they think off on the back of that they can scam people by getting them on board, taking their money. Exactly. Because they're waiting to invest. And they're waiting to invest. And, and you know, unfortunately, people are, uh, you know, looking for this kind of 
you know, golden bullet which is going to solve all their dreams and give them times 100 or whatever it is. And that's why many people got scammed when they were trying to apply for medical chain tokens because they were just too keen and overlooked all the kind of due diligence things they should have done first and foremost. So if they come to your actual website, come to your actual Telegram group and make sure that they're getting the information from the source. Directly, yeah. There's so the many, I could go on for an hour telling you how many times people have tried to scam us have a website very similar to our name but just change two letters around, pay Google to be a high Google advert so people are clicking on them, identical so website to ours. all different problems that oh, we've got yeah. to look out for with cryptocurrency. Yeah, despite us telling them, you know, we're not, the sale is closed, you'll see an identical website to ours saying 95% sold, 5% still being sold. So where can people buy your buy your token now? Only at the exchange. Only at the exchange. Only at the, anybody so it is selling available your tokens. actually at the exchange That's now. That's it. Which exchanges is it available uh, on? Huobi, KuCoin, uh, Gate.io, Coinbean, um, and there's a few more that will be coming as well in the future as well. Okay, but anybody else that tries to sell at you outside of these exchanges, do not touch do it. Do not touch them. Do yeah. not look at it. Even from us. If anybody says they're me or my team that are trying to sell you tokens, they're scammers. We cannot sell you anything. It's only on the exchange now. That's brilliant. So at the point where I can actually put my records in, will that be later this year, did you say? Yes. That'll be later this year. Brilliant. Well, we'll keep everybody updated uh, with all the information from Medical Chain as it's happening. We'll put it all on the internet and people can see from there. If you head over to our website, www.mediasoundwave.co.uk, we'll put a picture of Abdullah on there. You'll be able to find links to all his work and Medical Chain as well. If you've not subscribed to the show already, make sure you hit the subscribe button whilst you are there. And thanks to everybody for tuning in. Thanks to all the crew involved. And hopefully we'll see you all again soon here in Manchester on Media. Soundwave.